Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode at Coffee in a Boardroom with Septus. This new episode is called Everything is Okay with 200 OK. Now 200 OK actually is a new product developed by Septus, basically an integration platform. I don't know enough about it, which is why we got our board members from Coffee in a Boardroom at Septus to discuss about it in depth. Joining us on our talk today is the sales head for Septus, Sanjay Dubey, and the product development officer, Ankur Desai, with of course our beloved PR Priyaranjan, our uh, CEO for Septus, and the discussion was as follows. So Priya, uh, it's been uh, how many days days since we've started this uh, application called Two Hundred OK? Uh, if I talk about that, when we released, it's a uh, very new. That means six months old, I would say. And uh, but the idea was there from ten years ago, and I remember that we started a product called uh, Universal Connector. Uh-huh. Universal Connector is nothing but how Salesforce can connect it to whole universe. Yes. And uh, as we were more focused into other product other problem to solve other services to work it was a little late for us and we have could not validate it now but what we have witnessed last 10 to 12 years and the real problem of the customer to achieve the true customer 360 degree we have decided to put our focus since last year and we found our best architect to work on this product and to create something and that's where it starts with the 200 okay journey but we have released this application Six months ago to App Exchange. Two hundred okay. How how did you come up with uh, the name two hundred okay? What does two hundred signify something or does it? Hey, it's bit tech. It's bit technology. Uh, and the reason is that two hundred in the HTTP world or in HTML world or W three C world, yeah. whenever we send any website you wanted to visit, right? Uh-huh. We make a request. Let's say www.google.com. That means we request a Google domain to open in my browser. Now Google has to respond back. Yes, I you know I got it yeah. right and uh, kind of uh, sends a signal or a status code which is a 200 series. So in the entire technology there is a 100 series, 200, 300, 400, 500. Uh-huh. The entire 200 series is uh, you know noted as a success series. So 200 is always when you make a get call when you are requesting something to do this one. That's where you get it. Sometimes you use Roger that, right? Okay. Okay. Sometimes you say, "I got it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm on it, and then okay, all is well, right? All this positive, optimistic. When you send a request, you are expecting acknowledgement or response back, and that too, if it is a positive one, that's where the 200 comes in the picture, and that's where you see in the browser also it say 200. Okay, so 200 is the positive status code returned by the end or destination system or a service or API back to the caller. That's where the 200 and the OK is kind of 200 OK. So, uh, uh, did you have the name 200 in mind? A uh, 200 OK in mind, like when you were brainstorming the idea, you said like uh, a few years ago you you brainstormed about this idea, or did did something else was the name? No, the the as I, as I said, the initial it was the universal connector we thought, and then we come up with a very uh, weird name. That none of no, it it is catchy right now. But we got another name called a LWAPIC, L W A A P I C. That's a lightweight, lightweight any point integration connector. 
so that's become like a too difficult to tell pronounce. to customer pronounce it and all that one i don't want to be spend more time rather solving the problem and doing that one to teaching somebody how to pronounce how it in bappi yeah, so yeah. then we decided when the, the developers were always talking about or oh, did you get a 200 signal that means is it to api working everybody said that okay okay it's okay. gone it's all okay all okay and they used the emoji of the okay and all that uh-huh. then we saw the status code and this one and some of them clicked the mind and they said that how about 200 okay so again you need to change and uh, trademark the naming branding and all that and we got a 200 okay fine so uh, priya i think so what i understand is 200 okay is a kind of a integration platform built on salesforce right and in salesforce what we used to hear this concept like customer 360 degree so what do you mean by customer 360 degree i mean what what exactly does it mean right see in a nutshell if i have to give my definition of what is customer 360 degree is that in a single system right or a single interface or single ui at any point of time if i wanted to see the the past activities wherever the customer that i got to know whatever the communication activity touch points are whatever happening if i after my post sales pre sales customer success or like kind of a feedbacks service issues all these systems been tied up and in a single system i can see all the information so as a agent as a support agent as a sales person i can better i can better serve the customer because i know his entire horoscope what is going to be and with the popularity of this ai and ml when you when you give this data to those guys those guys are going to tell how the future looks like with your customer so if my past past data supposed to tell me how i'm going to do that and my looking at my future i can take certain beautiful actions or kind of a impactful action to a customer which can help my company to generate my revenue so every company looking for to collecting all the data keeping into in a 360 degree view of a customer inside the salesforce because salesforce is now a new desktop to most of the enterprise and small customers also so how salesforce care is going to you know kind going to give this sort of things but if you look at that is the reason salesforce has been doing anything and everything with the keeping the vision of customer 360 degree in mind and that is the reason they started with sales and service but they added marketing and for marketing they have acquired 10 different company though they are not from the own native platform they are from different technology altogether now they see commerce cloud so they got a commerce cloud from another guy also like a demand where as as we know that one now if you look at that now the slack the collaboration platform now if you look at the tableau as analytics platform lot of other things they have collected it but the problem still remains same how they are going to handshake and going to talk to each other without any problem in a near real time fashion and that is the reason they got uh, the mule soft and the mule soft is helping them to connect to all the salesforce system other than the salesforce system they wanted to connect to other technologies and that is where they acquired heroku where your node js dotnet sorry java application php any open source applications can also connected to the salesforce through all this layer that is where the salesforce still trying but the dream is still 
a long way to go. Now they created something called CDP, which is a platform based a customer data platform, which can connect many data sources and give you the data and things like that. Then MuleSoft created something called MuleSoft Composer again, because for medium and small scale industry, it is not that so easy because of the cost, because of the complexity, because of the technology or the required, it's not that so easy. So if you look at Salesforce, if you look at the last five to seven years, the way that Salesforce is moving towards and next 10 years, the demand that the customers are going to have it, the customer 360 is must to have for a company to play and to stay in competitive world, they to stay in the top of that, that's what the customer 360 must to have for every company. Okay, great. I mean, so that's what you mean, right? All enterprises, like they want a single source of truth, right? And that's the reason they want to integrate all their dis disparate systems and create a integrated data structure, right? That's what they all need. And that's what, uh, that's what I think Salesforce also going into. Now, uh, as you mentioned that they have acquired MuleSoft, right? I mean, so that's also the integrate integration platform. And then MuleSoft has come up with uh, MuleSoft Composer. So how it is different than uh, what uh, we have created here 200 OK, right? So, so yeah, MuleSoft, if you look at that, it's an elephant, where a MuleSoft Composer is a smaller version with a no code and low code, and it can be embedded with your exactly CRM. Though it's a separate product, but it can be embedded. It gives the, it enhances the experience of an end user or a business user to do a drag and drop which Salesforce is very famous for. The flow, the process builder, the orchestrator, the action builder, whatever that you call, that is the same interface they wanted to give it to the business or the admin people to reduce the dependence of the technical people. So that, okay, you wanted to create one invoice into NetSuite, you wanted to inform to through the Slack or Microsoft team, or you want to create a ticket in the Jira. So these are very pre-built connector coming into the MuleSoft Composer, then they no need to do, but if you need to do that in the MuleSoft, actually MuleSoft, it required a lot of effort, time, the cloud, all that sort of things is required. And for smaller customers, it's a tough. And that is the reason why Zapier today is a $5 billion revolution company. And apart from Zapier, you have a lot of integration platform as a services software, sir. The make, Worketo, and you can integrally, like, you know, you trade.io, you know, there are so many companies that you have seen that this market is really going. And because every company is bound to give API, if no company, if you are a SaaS based company or any services that you are providing to software, if you do not provide API, there is high chances that customer is not going to accept your solution. Because you are going to API, there is a good chance that you can connect every system and try to do that one, right? This is where the MuleSoft is too much heavy sometimes and it is too critical for a small to medium to large sector, they can they can accept or they can afford it. That is the reason MuleSoft Composer can't. But if you talk about 200, okay, the question that you asked. MuleSoft Composer only handle the peer-to-peer -peer integrations or the flow of the integration with a no coding, low coding. But 200, okay, comes with a lot of other things. Because when you decided 200, okay, though base is the integration, but in the integration, you can do entire empire or entire world. That's what we call 200 OK is also IPaaS native platform. That means integration platform. Not only you can do peer-to-peer -peer integrations like MuleSoft Composer, but you can do a very advanced level of ETLs. You can extract data from external data sources, internal data sources using your SOQL, class, your object, your no coding, low coding, heavy coding, all that you can use, you can massage your data 
transform the data, whatever the formula algorithm you want to apply it and then you can load your data inside the Salesforce, another Salesforce or you can put external data sources also you can do that. Like that ETL, we got another feature called 200OK Connect which built on top of the Salesforce Connect which allow you now it's not about single source of truth. It's a very, very difficult. Every company, every big giant company trying to achieve the single source of truth. But in reality, it is not going to happen so easily. CRM will be stay over there. And that only single source of truth happened when you take the daily backup and keep it in a data warehouse and dump it some data lake solution. That is your single source of truth. But that is not day-to-day -day basis accessing. That is only for analysis purpose, disaster purpose and other purpose that are being used. So this connect to what is the virtualization, the data virtualization where it helps that your CRM single source of truth is your Salesforce. But your ERP or single source of truth is your SAP or let's say NetSuite, right? But you want inside the, but the Salesforce is the first touch point about your sales people or the operation people. Salesforce want that, okay, you use this, you don't need to log into those systems, but I'll make sure that I'll give you whatever the data you required at what point of time. I'll not unnecessarily load the millions of record into the Salesforce system unnecessarily create complexity. Rather, I can show it to you the way you wanted to see in a reports or analytics, or you can access it, read right from here without showing. That's kind of a true data virtualization where 200 okay comes another feature. And sometimes you take integration also, as a backend process. Oh, I need to make a backend call to integration. I sent some request, I got some response, I updated something and it's done, not necessarily. Now imagine that you wanted to see even the weather forecast. You wanted to see that Twitter feeds. What are the my company got a Twitter feeds? Which are the posts I did so that who people, what are the people are talking about myself? So sometimes all this data you wanted to see in the UI. So what 200 OK comes with a 200 OK experience. This experience is connected to a universal LWC component which can generate 20 different type of user interfaces like a data table, JSON viewer, Kanban, map, word cloud, chart. Using the Google chart you can create your different cohorts, different charts also which Salesforce standard the uh, dashboard does not support today and for that the company has to procure another licenses either from power bi or from iSan analytics or crm analytics or w whatever the case so all these things can be also doable through that experience layer so these are the experience layer the etl layer the data virtualization layer which comes with the 200 okay makes it such robust and for enterprise ready so that nobody has to look for any other solution for that Right. I think uh, uh, data virtualization is like, uh, I mean, that's a beautiful concept right, that you mentioned. But before that, I have few uh, questions like uh, the native, you call native, right? So when we call Salesforce native, what do you mean by Salesforce native? I mean, what exactly from the user or enterprise standpoint? Yeah. Yes, I think native being sometimes say misused also this word. But when you say it's a native, we, we also sometimes we have to explain with the word native, true native or 100% native. This is also because somebody has to believe what is native. When I say it's native, your application is built on top of the Salesforce Lightning platform completely written into the Salesforce way and all. 
Number two is that it supports the Salesforce authentication and authorization module of a data sharing and data accessibility. Third, it does support entire Salesforce platform components and the features like it supports a quick action, global action, flow, your classes, your components, all platform events, bots, anything that you can think about, everything does support and you can utilize it as and when required it over here. Fourth part is that data never ever going to resides outside of your Salesforce platform other than because integration is all about sending the data but you agree to send the data to in your bank or to your ERP to create an invoice you directly reach out to them not by any third party like other IPaaS player because when you send it what happened those guys only create a connector to connect Salesforce and they consume lot of API usage but whereas lot of processings and transformation can be done without even consuming API but the other guy cannot write this sort of Apex classes and codes to manage it and for everything they charge the cost also different it's a complexity also not everything can be do and for every single call it required API consumption but most of part can be you know only integration you need to send the data which is one API consumption but for that the transformation the massage whatever you do it happened completely internal with the platform itself and that is the native the true native we talk about that and upgradation will take care of that Salesforce right. changes it automatically takes care of everything right, right? so that is what is very much aligned with the Salesforce if you believe and trust your Salesforce CRM platform then the certified applications like 200 okay you supposed to believe on that because it has been properly security has to be reviewed and passed before it comes to the app exchange that means salesforce knows each and every line of code and has been certified that it is not going to harmful neither to your data nor to your org when you install it that salesforce does not test this to outsider tool who are outside of the salesforce because we are under the control and purview of the salesforce itself so yeah. that is where the nativity gives a super power and you know kind of a confidence for enterprise customer it's okay like yeah. we can let's so we can that's install correct. this rather than this one yeah even mulesoft is also a different platform right so they even don't have that kind of a native uh, kind of stuff right so yeah that's correct and uh, so the next question is about the etl right i mean i in a layman term we always when we refer ETL, we, we think that it's a large data that we think and then large enterprises, they use ETL for the large data transformation. Uh, what does it mean here in the 200 OK context? See, the data does not come from one system. Let's say I will take about a MuleSoft Composer. Now I can pull the data from an account, maybe from opportunity and I can send this data. Now imagine that your data is been scattered among multiple objects. There are certain custom API, custom services written inside that you want that data also to be extracted. Right. Apart from that, you wanted some external data which is not part of your Salesforce system. You wanted to go to your another accounting system. You wanted to pull certain data or order system. You wanted to pull some data. Then you are combining with your CRM data. That whole data you are massaging and transforming in a way, sometimes when a transformation comes, I will tell you that. When a transformation comes, let's say you see something called certain destination systems are built accordingly as per their spec. 
no two company following a single spec here everybody is following different that is what sometimes integration is quite too complex sometimes because of this reason now one company say that okay in gender think about one example called gender for a male or female they take 0102 but in your database you have a male or female but how you will pass you cannot pass there is a data truncation required data type mismatch going to happen you need to do some transformation also sometimes you get a null data but they don't take null they take blank space you have a first name and last name but they have a full name over there you wanted to sometimes you want to mix two field into pass it to one field and you need to apply this male equal to 01 female equal to 02 others equal to 03 like that this sort of transformation and that any integration tool that you can think about it is required some sort of a co either coding or a complex transformation so what this etl we did that we created we created etl which is a no coding etl tool which is a drag and drop by the business or admin they can also do all this sort of things without writing that code also the, it is all about configuration one right. time right. so automatically system can take and transform that so that this particular data now you got a transformed data out of that data a subset of data you can create a another object you can create you can send it to one external service some of subset you can create to another external service so that means it is a multiple data sources with very different data formats xml json csv and all we we'll talk about you combine them transform them into your transform layer and load into multiple system to your external system or internal system and sometimes now recently you must have heard that the etl is so complex today sometimes we call it elt also mm, yeah. that means a reverse etl we called right, first you get extract then you load then you apply the transformation to do that one mm. right this is also something also we are working it out towards the reverse etl okay. currently what it does support only the etl Thanks so much, Priya. So, couple of uh, couple of her words that I that I heard. One was uh, uh, small, one was elephant, and small and elephant don't go together, right? In terms of enterprise. So, how this solution will cater to small? Because there are integration challenges usually for the small enterprises as well. Okay. So, does this solution cater to this segment, or 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 are are you only looking at uh, large and mid-sized? If you'll ask me, when we started our company, of course we did not get an enterprise customer, so-called Fortune 100 customers deal in our services industry. We always get a small, medium and more often if you have good connection then you get the large deals, right? We know this is a bigger problem but we know there are many players are talking about the large enterprise and the selling is also not so easy for the large. But the way we wanted to build and the way we have already built our another ISP packages like data archiving, data backup, all those sort of things. And today that is being used by Fortune 100 customer. And if you look at the graph there, we built for the small and medium. We validated with enterprise and it is working. Now enterprises are knocking our door and taking the product and you are able to close them very easily also. The concept exactly same thing. We built only for small and medium. That is where you see there are three type of price tiers. One is called basic tiers and one is plus which for medium guys and one for enterprise also we have called unlimited tiers. So largely we are focusing on small, medium and large, not a public listed enterprise customer. When I say enterprise customer, in my definition is a fortune thousand customer or the enterprise customer. 
so we will be going there based on that what feedback that we are going to get it from the this large and medium sector smbs that we wanted to do it and largely we wanted to focus into you know like this uh, smb sector only okay. right thanks so much. so taking one step further so in terms of licensing right many of the small people may not be able to afford the elephants what we talked about right so so how are we licensing at the three three tier structure so is it available because those small customers will have one user two user three users right and, and they are also struggling so is there a user based licensing also available for for this set of customers out there or or, or how 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 are you planning to license this out see for any project any product in salesforce the one of the complex part is to finalizing a pricing strategy and let me confess it here there is no secret sauce to get a perfect strategy what is going to work because salesforce being used by a company who is not even generating a thousand dollar as a revenue a single user they love it that's what they using it and there are people are hundred thousand of unlimited license people who are using salesforce as well but when you build a product you need to serve or the problem has to be solved across the companies being that one what we tried initially with the lesson learned that we had with our other products as well we focused that okay we believe that small company and the report says also smb company hardly they use a 10 maximum a 10 individual system to connect and to achieve their customer 360 whereas a enterprise customer would be using somewhere around 25 to 30 different erp systems and all that they are using it in a day to day basis so to when we address this out of 10 if you can do that's what the minimum start with a 10 integration channel actively and then 10000s call outs they can make it per month and we keep it at very very lower price range for startup to start or the small company to start with it right but some mid level customers those who are very mature they are started using and all that and we kept it into you know kind of 100 integration channels that means you can make 100 endpoints call and then you have a 10000 the 100000s call outs per month being said that this is a soft limit it is not restricted by the sales force we are using a the concept of pricing tiers and a feature parameter to set that one if a customer says oh no 10 i am looking for 12 or in some 10000 i am looking for 12000 so we have so add on packages are available with a very low cost they can come and ask and our team is going to give it to them until unless they don't need this mid level we don't force them to do that if your usage is there then you go and jump into the another level or you stay there into that so couple of things from a business perspective right so uh, probably technical people like you may may understand what is the integration channel what is a call out right a, a cfo may not understand what is a what is the integration channel and call out essentially means can you share some thoughts on that what actually one integration channel is what one call out is right right so now whenever a company uh, build a software they expose a certain apis apis are nothing but when you go to a hotel and you see a menu card that is called api in a there is a category that called veg you will get something under the veg you will see the starter dessert main course blah 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 similarly you will get some sort of a api each of the item has a different pricing and all that similarly if i talk about this apis over here also let's say think about a hopspot hopspot is a marketing or a sales tool imagine that right now to connect a hopspot marketing tool let's say i wanted to create a contact as soon as a salesforce created a contact i want to create a same contact into the hopspot so for that 
HubSpot created an API called HubSpot.com slash contact. You can post the data. So in this case, what happened? I need to use, I need to create one integration channel. That means one path reach out a channel or a bridge between Salesforce to HubSpot. And then I will define the data contact created, send my first name, last name, email ID, company and description to HubSpot. This is called one integration channel has been built, but you have not consumed. Consumption happened when actually a contact is created and you want to push that data to that system that is called call out. You are calling out, sending your data to another system. But channel can be created for any level. As soon as you consume that, that is called a call out into that. So when I say 100 integration channel you can create it. Like HubSpot, we have a contact, you can create a lead, we can send an email through HubSpot. Let's say you can create an opportunity in HubSpot. You can send one message to Slack. You can make a call via Twilio. You can send a bunch of emails. You can send it via SendGrid to send one mail campaigning and all that on our MailChimp. All these one one endpoint, every endpoint comes with the menu card. You not necessarily, every enterprise not necessarily going to consume all of them. What service you required, that may be food that we ordered. Similarly, how many services you are going to use it. And they do have, you want to use five services. That means you have to have five integration channel we got. How many times you call each channel, that combination of all that monthly, whatever the limit comes as soft limit, you will get it. But an enterprise, you have unlimited limit that any number of channel, any number of call out, they can do that. Right. So, fantastic. Slightly one technical little bit deep down uh, you know, technical front. So you uh, say soft limit for the API usage. Is there any uh, hard limit also like a technical limit for the usage of the APIs? Uh, in the Salesforce platform? being a multi-tenant platform or a shared resources platform, whatever we so-called unlimited, there is always a limited. Right? right. That's a, let's say when we say unlimited, it's is a safe harbor statement here right. that they need to understand there is an unlimited limited difference. What is the difference? When we make a call or call out, if they have an integration need is so much connected to many people and back and forth, they are connecting every now and then, what they can do, they have to go to Salesforce faster and they bought that extra add-on, more 100,000 skewer okay. API usage fast. Now, 200K works on top of platform. That means 200, okay, whenever it makes the call, it uses that API usage limit what they got it. Right. But what our product is going to do that it always check the limit, do you have it or not? If you know food is there, then how can you take the order and to do that one? So we do have a checks and balances. We tell to Salesforce, sorry, we cannot make the call because you are limiting that one. You need to purchase more. But on top of that, 200, okay, comes with his limitations which we can increase up to unlimited. That does not mean that if they have sales for 100,000 API usage, we say unlimited, that doesn't mean that they can make 500,000. It is of course 100,000 only, which okay. they need to procure extra. So it's, so it's truly not unlimited. Uh, so you're telling that, uh, for an example, if, if a big bigger enterprise uh, is trying to make 200,000 calls, is, is there a tier where they there can actually be unlimited, where they can exceed the 200? Do we have that? We have seen, we have seen there are people now, everything runs in API. This is a lot of platform event uh, streaming and all that. That is the reason what it happened actually. People, they use millions and millions API usage and they bought also from Salesforce because they're doing a lot of integration for the sake of this custom. Because now the part of the marketing cloud is different. They want to integrate with that system right. altogether. So 
that's where they want it. When are we talking about to you, Uncle, to what we asked about the other platform limitations as a multi-tenant, not only API users limit. When you make a call out, you cannot send a hundred GB data from yeah, a sense. So I was coming system. to the same question. The data is there. So how how much data you can pass or yes. transfer? Yeah. There are Salesforce provides a synchronous or asynchronous execution capability. For a synchronous capability, we can send a almost 6 MB of data at one point of time. Okay. Right? Now, sometimes when you send files and videos and all that, that could be a kind of a problem and it's not been recommended also. You do a synchronously, right? It takes a lot of time, a user is waiting for that to send it to that one and all that. But that you can turn into asynchronous mode. But in asynchronous, you can send up to 10 to 12 MB of data. But one good news of the 200 OK is that if you are looking, let us imagine a use case in a Amazon S3 or in a Google Drive or a Microsoft SharePoint, you wanted to upload a file which is a 25 MB or 50 MB or 1 GB file. Now the question comes then how you will do that? Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Every night if you want by server, this can be deployed to Amazon S3. Is it possible? Not possible. But manually, you are dragging and dropping a file into the user interface and telling 200 OK experience like that. OK, you serve this file. So what it does actually, it use the client side upload part with the authenticated connection from the user client browser. It upload into that bypassing the platforms, all sort of limitations because okay. it doesn't hit it to the platform at all. Okay. It does the client side. Smart way of doing. Yeah, smart way of doing the integration thing with that one. Now imagine I will tell you one more thing. Every now and then you wanted to see a Twitter feed or in a LinkedIn post that you put who have liked, how many people are liking to your Facebook post or a Twitter business post, yeah. right? Now it is so difficult for you to ping again and again and get the details. It is going to consume in a one day in every second if you are going to do that, how many people are going to consume? It is a too costly for you. So that is the reason we keep it in mind. We have created some sort of a user experience like let's say called a feed, a Twitter feed component. You come and connect the same integration channel that you have created, which is that's what I say, we build once and reuse anytime, anywhere, using anything, right? So this you can connect it and the client side, this Twitter API is going to call and then it is automatically going to refresh you are on the top of the screen it is going to refresh and you'll get a refresh button also if you really like it refresh the way that we see a load my new feeds so automatically the new feeds are going to do that that's actually smart that's exactly it is bypassing the entire api usage and saving yeah. a lot of api usage limits right but you cannot automate this because in night time if you want to schedule this in a runtime you want to do you cannot so it doesn't support the batch processing kind of, right? So exactly. The batch and asynchronous process required a server's heavy lifting part, okay. which at that time you are not looking for API consumption limit. You are looking yeah. for the data size limit. Right. And you want, okay, let's say imagine an analytic engine that you wanted to send the platform event or like any event data that you want as soon as my file get changes in real time, I need to notify somebody to send the data to somebody. In those cases, what you need to do that you can send the data immediately. So there, API usage is not a big deal. Rather, you wanted to send the data quickly to somebody. Even if it happened while you were sleeping, 12 o'clock, some incident happened and Salesforce get to know that. And your job is to send this information to the downstream systems so that they will get an alert and notifications to take action on that. Toward okay does more than integrate. It binds as everything must evolve 
our products evolving as well. Stay tuned with us and we'll talk about its new ETL features, data virtualization and more. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Find us on our social media. We accept the software.